Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Alma Coffee, sustainably grown, veteran-owned, and direct trade, which of course means from seed to cup, there are no middlemen. Please go check them out at myalmacoffee.com and go visit their roastery cafe at 3448 Holly Springs Parkway in Canton. Ask for Leticia or Harry and tell them Stone sent you. You guys are in for a real treat this morning. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast. KSU Care Services Director over at Kennesaw State University, Miss Marcy Stidham. Good morning, sunshine. How are you? Great. How are you doing? I am doing great. So delighted that we're going to get a chance to to visit and do want to dive into a number of topics. And, and I have some specific questions. But before we go there, uh, would you just give us a little bit of an overview, mission, purpose, uh, what you and your team are, are trying to do for folks? So the goal of care services is to help Students who are facing difficulties while in college um, or students who are in high school who want to come to college, we want to support those students um, with financial support, um, emotional support if we can, but then also make sure they have the nutritious food and a place to sleep. Because the students we bring into KSU are students who are homeless, foster care, or dealing with food insecurities. I, you know, it never occurred to me until we booked this interview and I did a little bit of background reading that uh, a student might be homeless. I, I guess I never I, I never understood that. Can you say more about that and how that even gets to happen? So it happens in a couple of ways. Um, we call it generational and situational. So generational students are those who are homeless in high school. Um, so there are students right now in Georgia – um, well, across the country, over 2 million students are homeless in high school or in K through 12. Hmm. And those students are capable, smart, able, and they are a, they do well in school and want to break the cycle of poverty. Um, and to do that in these days and times, you need at least an 18 month certificate or two year degree or four year degree to do that and to make a living wage. Um, so our, those students come to us right now. We have over 20 students right now that have been recruited to KSU who are homeless or foster care. And they want, they really dream to be in, at K- Kennesaw State University. Also, for those foster care youth, um, what happens after age 18 is in most states, um, thank goodness Georgia has fixed that, but in most states, they age out. So at 18, they're completely out. They can drop out of foster care and have to re-up themselves back into it if they want additional sports to their 26. Most do not. And so then what happens is a lot of Most them do not drop out and re-up. They no, just, okay. They just drop out. Uh, and then they be then there's a high correlation between they become homeless between the ages of 18 to 26. Mm. So that's why we're focusing on those two populations. And so once they come to us, we um, help them get to and through KSU and and focus on what they need to do and the supports that they need. But they need a lot. They need a lot of um, they've missed a lot of parenting moments. Um, so they need a lot of support and they need a lot of guidance. But then we have the students, once they get around junior, senior year, they start taking flight and 
they become <laughs> little amazing things. Um, but it is, you know, I mean, they are teenagers and when, you know, they're 18 and they're just learning a lot. And I never forget one student who was homeless um, because both of her parents um, were incarcerated. And I, and I mean, if she, when she walked in my doll, she walked in my door mm-hmm. at my office and I forget she liked a Barbie doll. She just looked like a Barbie doll. She was so beautiful. <laughs> and, but she had two parents who just were, um, you know, incarcerated for life, one on death row. Um, and she just looked at me and she said, I'm just tired of working. Can I just be a kid? Um, and so, so, and I had to help talk to her about like that. I said, you still got to keep struggling and keep fighting. I said, but we'll at least, you'll have at least somebody here with you every step of the way. But then there's situational students. So we have students who become homeless because, um, for a while there had a whole pattern of just parent, parental death. Parents were dying. And they mm-hmm. thought they had a plan, and the people who were managing their wills said, we'll pay for tuition and books. Well, that's not all that's at, it costs for college anymore. Um, so she had a wonderful Toyota Camry, and she was living in it. Oh, um, my. So that's how I met my first student who was homeless because of a situation. And then people, then different things. It's been weird inf- things where um, their parents say, hey, especially right now, parents are saying, hey, I've got my own bills and struggles. You're on your own. Um, then there's a phenomenon that happens where the parents may not value education and say, well, now you're 18, you're an adult, I'm done. So mm-hmm. different situations happen, occur, and um, and my program is here to help them catch them. Now, tell us a little bit about your backstory. What, uh, what got you here? <laughs> I'm a social worker. I always start with that. <laughs> um, so professionally, I um, started out, got my master's in social work and, and then a master's in public administration from Valdosta State. Um, ended up for eight to, for about 10 years um, being in senior level management and at, for most of that time was a county manager for mental health um, in Carroll County and in Heard Counties. And then just wanted to switch things up, came to KSU um, almost 11 years ago, started in as um, eventually became the associate director of our counseling center. Um, but I was over mm-hmm. our case management program, which is and focused on high risk, high need, severe, persistent mental illness um, students. So my mm-hmm. job was to make sure it, we didn't have basically a Virginia Tech. And so that was what I was hired with. And that was my mm-hmm. that was my specialty, my bread and butter, working with students who were homicidal, suicidal, um, schizophrenic, and or had uh, exacerbated eating disorders and different things like that. But then th- through that program, I met my first homeless student, and I was shocked. I was like, there was what in college? <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's counter, it's, it's like cognitive dissonance, right? It's, it's yeah. counterintuitive that those two things don't fit in the same frame for most of us. No, it doesn't. So I always tell people, I get it. Um, but when I met my first student, her name was Penelope, and um, she changed my life because I was very focused on mental illness. That was my, like I said, it was my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, almost over, well, over 2,000 students later, Wow. Um, <laughs> here we are. That has got to feel so good. I'm, I don't mean to suggest for one moment that it does. It's not, uh, you know, just fraught with challenges. But to to um, to work with a kid and watch them navigate that whole path successfully. Boy, that's got to feel good. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, I've got students now who I had the first day they arrived in tears who are now alone and. It's, I mean, it's, it's a proud mama moment. You, you feel like a proud mama. <laughs> yeah, it's special. 
So uh, the challenges that that most anyone might face early in their academic career at college, or or maybe even late in their in their college career, I I'm thinking maybe those are all magnified a little bit um, for for your kids. Yeah, like the the same core challenge. There, there's like a this magnification factor. Yeah, yeah. They don't have mama. They don't have daddy. Mm. Um, they don't have anybody. And so many of them end up calling me mom or auntie. Um, but, yeah, it is magnified because they don't have anybody to go back to. Or there's all this stuff that is a distrust of the system, especially if you come uh, out of foster care. Uh, You're like, well, how soon are you going to get out of my life? Because everybody comes in and out of my life, you know, especially in foster care. Right. And they are surprised when we stick around and we, and we're in it with them and we, we fight with them. Um, there's been some knuckleheads along the way, but I would say 98% of them have been <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so let, let's get a, a little more granular, a little more tactical here. So, so what does happen? How, how do the, how does the individual get on your radar? And then if you don't mind, just kind of walk us through the evolution of the, of the process. So I'll, right now I'll tell you about my high schoolers cause um, mm-hmm. we're in the season of recruitment. Um, so their high school homeless liaison, because there, there's a law for that. There's not one for college. There's a federal law for that where there's a homeless liaison or an LEA, which is for foster care, in every school system across the country that's publicly funded. So they reach out to us. Um, and we've got one um, in, in one county. Um, she's so funny. She, she'll say, I've got 10 of them graduating. Let's see who we can get to KSU because we know they'll, you'll take care of them. <laughs> um, and then, but she also knows that we'll play the traffic cop and go, this student may not be as successful here, but mm-hmm. doggone it, Rebecca at Dalton State's doing a great job or Lisa in, in Columbus State is doing a great job. So we'll help traffic direct them to where, you know, they'll be the most successful because that's in the, in the goal. But they'll... They'll get referred to us, and then for those students, we are working with them right now. They're still in high school. So we're trying to make sure, did oh, you do your application? Sense. Did you get your FAFSA? We're doing all the, the mama nagging stuff. Did you, did you <laughs> fill out this? Did you fill out your scholarship application? Because they don't have that in their lives. I mean, you know, I mean, of course, you know, we rolled our eyes as kids when mama did that, but, but when you don't have that in your life, right. wow. Yeah, so we're doing all the nagging. And then, but then we have a, um, our program for all these benefits we provide to the students. It is all from donor funds. So we use donor dollars to pay for orientation fees. Um, mm. So we do that for our students as they're coming in. Then to get on campus in the housing, you have reservation fees for housing. Um, that didn't exist when I was in college, but it exists now. So we pay those reservation fees. So before those kids who we are recruiting from high school get to KSU and sit in the class for the first day, each of them, we spent almost $1,000 just to get them wow. to the door. Um, but then for those students, we actually bring them in a week early. Um, we started that during COVID, which is not the, was not the plan, but <laughs> is what we did. Um, but during COVID, we started um, our Ascend program, and we bring them in a week early. And some move off campus. We always encourage on campus, but it's their decision. They have different housing options they can pick for them, but we also now have a housing option. And so they can move on our Marietta campus um, starting this semester, um, this fall. We'll actually go from one 12 bedroom house to two 12 bedroom houses that sit uh-huh. right, right together. Nice. And they can move in there, and we move them in early. And that reason why we move them in early is it can be a, that could be a sad first day. 
Um, We had one student who moved in from foster care last year, and her foster home didn't let her take anything with her. So she came with nothing. So we had to make sure. And so we had to go in our reserves, get pillows, blankets, sheets, jammies, everything you can think of, toothbrush. Um, And so we move them in. But we get them adopted, too. So we get them adopted, and so we get all their wishes, what they need. So um, laptops are popular, different things like that. But also what we do is most of the kids that we recruit, their, their financial aid paperwork is completely wrong or messed up or they need a lot of things from the IRS to say yes I am independent and I didn't file so they need a letter from the IRS to say that Uh Um, so we work that week with financial aid and get things right and then also tell them hey there are jobs on campus let's start talking to people get to getting jobs on campus so that way when they move in they move in and we by the time everybody else moves in the next week they're on the same playing field as best as we can. We've shored their foundation up as much as we can. And then we, they stay with us, and it's communal living. So, And then they get case managers um, that work with them through our Master's of Social Work program who help them plan and come up with making sure they're successful. And, um, and we're hoping to one day get it to a point where we can have um, more help with them on their academics um, because, like you said, it's hard dealing with everything else plus this Mm-hmm. And then you got academics on it, and then it it takes a minute sometimes to get them to go on. But most students, it does. Um, really, yeah, you've got a good track record. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. So we we see them flourish. That's encouraging. After one or two semesters, we start seeing them flourish, and we see our retention and graduation numbers every year go up, up, up. up oh up. wow! So we're excited. But then, if the student is already at KSU, they can just go on our website, and they can click a button, schedule an appointment. Um, and well, we I didn't think about that. Maybe, maybe that was not my situation when I came to KSU. Mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of hitting my stride and life hits me in some fashion. Um, this, this resource is also available. Right. They can just okay. click a button on our website, schedule an appointment, or if they don't want to meet with us, they can click a button and just come go shop in the pantry twice a month. Um, and with our free food pantry. But if they meet with us and our case managers and we see, oh, wow, you are going through some stuff, then that's when we give them gift cards and rental assistance. Um, they can go shop in the pantry as often as they need, you know, once a day, every day, as we say. Wow. So you used the term adopted uh, a moment ago, but you're not meaning adopted in the traditional sense, or, or are you? No. I mean, adopted you're- in a sense for us is they, like, their Santa wishes or their graduation <clears throat> wish or their mm-hmm. this is what I need to help me move in wish. So we do those about three times a year. And we um, so like um, a whole college, like the College of Business could adopt, you know, three or four students. Got it. Yeah. And are you finding that um, people in the business community, uh, as they become aware of this, do, are you finding that sometimes they want to get involved and try to try to help? Yeah, it's been really cool. We had some luxury custom airplane people. Um, (laughs) Wait a minute. Now it's time to adopt Stone. And I had a dream and child fairy tale childhood, but I think maybe I want to get adopted now. (laughs) Yeah, it was so cool. They wanted a student who was going to go into business school. Uh-huh. And we had a student, and they adopted him for a year. They would say, can we adopt him for the year? And uh-huh. they gave him birthday gifts, and they brought his Christmas wishes, his oh, move-in wishes. So it was, <clears throat> it's, it's cool. We love to see where people can partner with us and – um, you know, a lot, sometimes they, you know, don't adopt a student, but they may do a food drive mm-hmm. and give to our pantry. <clears throat> um, any of that works. Uh, we always figure out ways that is meaningful to them. 
but beneficial right. to our students as well. All right, so, but but this whole thing, donor funded. Um, so so your energy or someone on the team or someone out of case you some someone or some folks are uh, putting their attention toward talking to business, talking to individuals, talking to, to folks. I guess part one is the whole is educating like you are me and our listeners today, right? Just, yeah. Just let it helping us understand what the, not only the challenge, but maybe some of the opportunities to try to, to try to plug in. Oh yeah. Um, so a lot of the time it's, um, me, um, Laura, who's here, but quiet today. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, we turned her mic off. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, Karen, they helped me beat the pavement. Um, mm-hmm. like we were, um, you know, a couple of years ago, the Marietta Country Golf Club um, does a fundraiser. And so we were one of their beneficiaries. And so that was a great year and it got our name out. But it's a constant um, grind for me to get out there and figure out what are new opportunities, where are new moments. Um, like I told you earlier about what High Road Ice Cream with that you interviewed before. Um, that- oh, aren't they just great folks? Schroeder to everybody in that entire organization. I mean, they're just good people. They're good people. He, yeah. And it starts from the top. When I met him, I was like, so it starts from the top. He has a beautiful heart. Yeah. And his heart, um, but he wanted to do something. And I said, kids like treats. Kids like ice cream. Just give us ice cream. You know? And so it's the things where that, that's meaningful to them. Mm-hmm. And But people may not think it's a big thing, but it's huge for us. Um, so there's, yeah, so there's a way, but it's, it's me getting out all the time, representing our students. Sometimes my students join me, um, cause they're so passionate, but I always make sure they're on the other side of it. I don't want to, I'm like, when you're in the fight, you need to focus on the fight. But when we're on the other side, you can join me. But, um, so I have one this summer, he's getting ready to graduate. And he said, Kara's done so much for me. Can I be an intern this oh, summer? Oh, wow. So he's going to finish his last semester as our intern because he was like, I want to give back the way you've given to me. So it's oh, cool. that's fantastic. And I bet you're finding more and more of that as the, as the program matures and, and, and you uh, enjoy that success rate that you talked about. Those folks that have uh, that have in, in enjoyed the benefits of this, they they want to turn right back around and help the next person, don't they? Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Um, they're always figuring out how they can. I have one, another one. She's going to graduate in December. Um, she's actually a Fulbright scholar, and oh my, you, yeah, that's huge. In the, <laughs> um, so I was like, we have a Fulbright, um, <laughs> and cool. then I, and it was so funny. I got to say, so what does it all really mean? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but she's got she's getting ready to go to, um, go to medical school. Um, wow. so she'll be our second one going to medical school and different things like that. And so, you know, but she's already talking about how she wants to help, how she mm-hmm. wants to help as an alumni. And she's going to be that. She's going to probably be that one who just is going to you know keep coming back. Um, and so, but you know, but even one of the professors, he's a dean, or um, you know, he knows she's going to Chicago, and um, so he bought her snow. T- he, he, her her graduation wish list was coats and gift cards so she can get tires for the car. And so they actually bought her snow tires. That's fantastic. She's so, going to yeah. need them, right? Hooked up that way. Yeah, because I, I told her, I said, I'm a Southern Belle. I can't help you. <laughs> uh, so what are you finding the most rewarding? What What do you enjoy the most about the work? When I see them live their dream, whatever it is, that's all that matters. Um, whatever your dream is. And so, um, like, we just had one. He's living his um, bakery dreams. He was a football player at KSU. 
But uh-huh. most people don't realize a lot of the athletes aren't scholarship. And so now he's graduated right. and he's got his food truck. Oh, successful. Baby. He's out there. But, and, and, and I mean, I, he, he has the best Oreo cheesecake in God's green earth. Um, <laughs> so, but to live their dreams, whatever it is, and be successful at it. So we've got some doing food truck. One is in the Leadership Academy with Caterpillar in Texas. Mm. Um, so they're everywhere now. And but that's that's what the success is for me but then it's also success when they bring me their grades and they're proud of those a's and those b's and that hard c or whatever um and you just see them beaming and i just like i do for my daughter i beam for them because i'm mom saying i'm proud of you so right uh so we touched on it very briefly but uh this uh the COVID situation, the pandemic, um, I got to believe that's having some kind of impact on your operation. Is it? And how are you choosing to, to work work through it? Yeah. So CARE has four programs. Um, the, mo- the main one I've been talking about is our KSU CARES. Um, but we also have a high school program across the state called, um, it's a federal grant um, called Gear Up Georgia for homeless and foster care high schoolers. And then we also run our AmeriCorps VISTA program, which is volunteers coming on campus and really helping us do our stuff at a very intentional level. But then the fourth program is our newest program is emergency assistance. That's program Mm -hmm. for any KSU student who's having an unexpected financial hardship. So uh, March 13th of last year, you can imagine we had a lot of people all of a sudden starting having some different difficult issues. And even people who might've had um, reasonably sustainable support systems that could have fallen apart. March, seconds. April, May, June last year, right? Yeah, because yeah. most students are in the retail and restaurant industry. Ah, uh, and well, so man, they got hit hard. Still are, still yeah. struggling. Yeah, um, and so yeah, so we get those requests, and so students were losing their jobs left and right, hmm. and we're like, I can't pay rent, I can't pay rent. So a program that the year before, when we first started, we were so proud, it served like eighty, eighty-five students. Um, since March 13th of last year, we've served over 500 just in emergency assistance. Oh. And that's because they're, the bottom fell out for them, basically. Um, and so you had whole, you had families, you had, I mean, it was everything. So we were dealing with it. So we were working, you know, pretty consistently, almost six to seven days a week there for a while, just trying to deal with the influx. And then the the stimulus funding has helped, but it's still the things of just learning how to just manage finances and budget and just trying to, so we're working on some projects with Coast College on that, um, but just really just dealing with that. But then for the students on our KSU care side with the homeless and foster care kids, those students, they got hit um, because they couldn't find jobs. You know, we were, we were so used to being able to find them a job, and so right. we just couldn't find them anything. So it's been it's been hard, and then they didn't have anywhere to go. So KSU, thank goodness, thank God, did not um, move all the students out. We always, uh-huh. at the lowest, I think we had 150, 175 kids still staying on campus. So our pantry didn't stop. We worked with our campus police. We made sure campus police became our um, satellite pantry mm-hmm. where they could get to the food, and we had to deal with them because, you know, it was it was just – it was interesting. It were many, many days of tears and just kind of like, okay, so the, yesterday we knew this, but today we know this. Now we know this. So just constantly retrying to figure out how to do it, do it well and do it right when you didn't know what tomorrow would bring. Well, I got to tell you, one of the things that um, that makes me find this entire story and your work so so compelling 
And you mentioned it early in the conversation, this idea of, of breaking the cycle. The, you may have even called it the poverty cycle. I don't mm-hmm. know, but that's what I thought of when you were talking, as opposed to just a, just a quick hit. You know, but the kind of work you're doing when you when you get involved in this fashion, you are genuinely breaking the pattern and sometimes to tremendous effect. Yeah, they grow up in a system that is just if you don't break out of it, you just continue to cycle in cycle, cycle, cycle. And so that's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do and what I teach my because I have mostly student workers, um, I you know, I teach them, I say, when we teach them these skills, you we've got to make sure that we understand what they need and teach them the foundational stuff. So if that's how to budget, um, how if that's teaching how to take a refund check of, you know, maybe, maybe you did, you, you, you got your loans and you got $5,000. Okay, that sounds like a lot of money, but that's got to take you from January to June because that's when the next refund check comes. When you think about that, most people can't live off that. That's six months. That could, you know, you got to pay rent. You got to maybe pay for your gas. You got to, you got may have utilities, different things like that. So you've got, and then, and there's no splurging. So you've got to have those kind of things. So we're teaching mm-hmm. them skills that some people have are doing around the kitchen table with their children. This wasn't done for them. So we're we're really teaching them how to do it, and then helping them realize that education is the key. So even around their junior year, going like, okay, so you've done your classes, you've done the work, now we've got to get you connected with a professional mentor who can help guide you how, what you need to do next and how do you go next. Even teaching them, we've had a class early, a couple of weeks ago <clears throat> with an alumni, um, Ecology, he's an alum of KSU, the owner is, and her staff has so wrapped us around and what has happened is they we brought our kids in with their clothes and said, now how do you take <clears throat> this clothes, this out, this two or three things, add one thing to it, and now it's something that's professional. Uh-huh. How do you do this? How now, do that's you- an important skill set, right? Yeah. So we're teaching them everything sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we wrap, let's um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, ways for businesses and individuals and organizations uh, to plug in and, 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 and help and, and support this effort. Let's walk through that a little bit. What are some ways to get that done? So, one, you can go to our website, care.kennesaw.edu. Click the picture with the cute little young lady with the KS on her shirt. (laughs) (laughs) And um, go there, and you'll see all the different ways to help us. Um, One is just be on our listserv, you know, get our monthly emails. Mm. We send send community emails every other month. Um, But you'll also see on that page how to become a, a registered volunteer with us. And our volunteers, we try to do a volunteer opportunity for our community members um, every month if we can. Um, And that could be, um, and then there's some, like we've had wonderful church groups who bake brownies for us, um, you know, and and then they learn all of our rules around that and they've done that. Um, But we had, um, you know, we just had, they at our Sin House on Merida campus, a group, came out and they power washed the outside of the house and power washed and just cleaned Neat. up. And so our next one is we want to build a mudroom because 
You got a bunch of kids walking in. <laughs> you need a, so we've got a corner that we're going to make into a mud station like this. That's this is funny. where you put your shoes and your coats. <laughs> um, so that's what our next plan is. Um, so all that kind of stuff, that's the easiest way to help. Um, and then if someone wants to, but then we make it easy to donate to the pantry. We um, use an Amazon. <clears throat> we use Amazon so you can go on there on our Amazon wish list and you can always see what we need in our pantry. Um so there's a lot of ways, you know, and then there's always you can give people. Some people said, I, I just want to give. And how can I give? And we have a ton of ways to give. You can give and adopt a student's rent. Um, you can adopt their meal plan for the year. Um, or you can just constantly give to the program and support us. But I just want to make sure people know that none of those donated dollars go to my salary or anything like that. I'm a state employee and I get state funds for that. Um, but the rest of everything we do goes to those students. Wow. That website, once again, what's the kind of ground zero website for all that? Care.kennesaw.edu. What an absolute delight to have you come in the studio this morning and talk about your work. Keep up the good work. Uh, let's continue to follow the story. Uh, wow. What an, what an inspiring way to invest a Tuesday morning. Thank you so much. Thank you. <clears throat> All right, until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, Marcy Stidham with KSU Care, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio. <laughs>